So at this time, every morning, we'll be offering the instructions, which we will build upon day by day and remind you of possibly new areas to bring your attention. So today we start, as usual, by establishing our posture. Being sure that our posture is erect, but not stiff. That we have a balance of being alert, yet relaxed. And just to emphasize that it's really important to be relaxed in our bodily posture and in our mental posture, because in that relaxation, there's the ability to experience more clearly whatever is going on in the mind, in the body. And this is our practice, to be mindful, to be aware, of whatever is happening moment to moment. So relaxing the body, but keeping in that mode where the spine can be as straight as possible. And noticing any places in the body where you might be holding some tension. Around the eyes is usually a place where we're trying to see. So we try to relax around the eyes as much as possible. Around the brow, the jaw. Letting the shoulders drop. And noticing any other areas of the body that need some intentional softening, like the hands, the belly, and the knees. So that's the bodily posture. And now to notice what's happening in our inner mental posture. It's helpful to notice if we're having any expectations about the sitting or about the retreat. And see if we can relax around that. Of course, we all have expectations, but we can also see them as just thoughts coming and going There's no need to believe them or be identified with them. It's just the usual thoughts of expectations. They don't need to be carried out or solidified. And to remind ourselves that we're here to experience more clearly what is going on in our moment-to-moment experience, being mindful, aware, as much as we can 
in this ever-changing present moment, keeping it as simple as that, keeping all of the expectations to the side, And so having a sense of our whole body just sitting here, feeling the buttocks to the chair or the cushion, feeling our hands touching wherever they touch, having a sense of stabilizing the attention in the body. This is helpful at the beginning of every sitting. And then opening the attention to experience the environment around us as a way of just accepting whatever the environment is. We don't need to ever push it away. We make it part of our mindfulness practice. We're just opening to the experience of the environment around us sounds of people nearby, the people sounds, the nature sounds outside, the building sounds. This can be done with the mindfulness of hearing, opening the attention to hearing just receiving whatever the sounds are with the awareness of hearing. You might also notice and receive the temperature, sensing whatever coolness or warmth we feel on the skin. And then for many of you, bringing our attention to wherever we experience the breath most clearly, sensing, feeling, experiencing the breath in the body perhaps at the abdomen as it rises and falls, at the chest area or at the nostrils. Wherever it is most clear to you, choose only one of those places. It's helpful to have it in one particular area feeling the belly with mindfulness as it rises and falls, or the chest, or around the nostrils, sensing the temperature around the nostrils. For others of you, it may be any other place in the body where you bring your attention regularly, you will know that place for yourself. 
for those of you who are more experienced. So beginning with the breath for many of you, letting the attention in a relaxed way connect and sustain the experience with the experience of the breath. And for others of you, it may be more helpful to begin with a more open attention. Those of you who have practiced in the past know this about yourselves, so you can start with a more open attention. Noticing whatever experience is most predominant moment to moment. It may be experience of the body or experience of the mind, thinking or mental states. Allowing the attention to be clear with whatever is going on. And whatever it is, whether it's the breath or any other experience with open attention. You can use silent mental noting to support your practice. With the breath, you may note in that silent mental label of in, and then feel that in-breath with mindfulness, noting out and then feel that out-breath with mindfulness. By feel, I mean coming really close to the breath, as close as you can, with mindful attention. And for those of you with more open attention, if it supports you, you can also use the silent mental labeling labeling sensations in the body or other mental experiences, thinking, emotions. At some point, for those of you who begin with the breath, it's important to open the attention to begin to notice whatever is predominant in the field of awareness other sensations in the body, thinking, noticing thinking without getting lost in the thought, whatever emotions are coming up or mental states. And of course, whenever you need to, coming back to the breath, or whatever that place is for you, where you stabilize your attention. Keep it as simple as you can. Keeping the balance of being relaxed 
yet as alert as you can be moment to moment.
this last part of the sitting, see if you can refresh your attention. If you're getting sleepy, you can open your eyes a little bit. Noticing whatever's going on with your eyes open. When you feel balanced, you can close them again.
So thank you for your practice this morning. And um, usually at this time, after this sitting, we open the floor for questions, if you have questions about your practice and uh, about anything going on, particularly in this last sitting that maybe you need some clarification on instructions or whatever was going on in your practice. It's helpful for us to know how many of you are, for how many of you is this your first long retreat, this your first nine-day retreat? Okay. It can, just want to say it can be a little daunting at first, but I want to assure you that we're going to be very um, gentle and thorough and help you along, however, whatever your needs are as you go along in the practice. Um, sometimes you might feel that you can't keep up with the instructions or whatever we, we are offering, and that's normal. So I just want you to feel comfortable about that. There are a lot of you out there who are very experienced meditators, and so we're, we're offering the instruction for a whole range of you, a whole group of you. Take what you need, whatever is useful to you, whatever you can use in your practice immediately, and then leave whatever else to the side. You can always ask questions in the hall, uh, and we'll be giving all of you uh, interviews during the week. So um, there'll be group interviews for the weekend, and then later we'll start the individual interviews. So are there any questions? Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, so the question is about uh, Steve mentioning thoughts that usually aren't helpful during the sitting, thoughts about the past, planning thoughts. And what we mean to say about that is when they're happening, this is common, for example. Just want you to know, even we're as experienced meditators, there are lots of thoughts about the past and planning thoughts. The thing about doing the practice that will be helpful to you is not to get lost in the content of them. Yeah, notice them as they arise, and if you can just notice them as thinking in a general way, and not to lean into them or get lost into what they mean or um, identify with them, that, that would be really helpful. Uh, we can work with that more particularly when we see you in a group or individually. Yeah, um, you can talk about more what they are in, in that setting. And for some people, it helps to uh, notice those kinds of thoughts about the past or about the future or obsessive thinking, to notice them just as thinking in general. And kind of um, the way I would notice them is just an energy pattern going by. Um, Sometimes they get to be so repetitive that I'll know the flavor of them. Say they're a judging thought, or they're a repenting thought, or they're a planning thought. I'll notice it more specifically, like judging, or um, planning, or remembering. So see what helps you, if it's to notice it generally, just as thinking, or uh, more specifically, just in the, the theme of, of what it is. Yeah.
Yes. Labeling is clear perception of what's going on. The proximate cause for mindfulness to arise is clear perception. So you can label them, but for some people it's not easy to label. It kind of feels like you're thinking again. So um, we, we could say you could note them with a label, like thinking or what the flavor is of that thought, or you could just notice them. Noticing them isn't necessarily with a word, just just noticing them as thinking. And um, it's helpful then to, right after that, notice whatever else is going on. It could be another sensation in the body. It could be um, a, a feeling tone, pleasant or unpleasant. It could be noticing the judging mind without the thought, just noticing judging, or noticing um, joy, or aversion, or compassion, you know, any, any one of those or more, of course. It's, um, if you need to come back to the breath, it's okay. You mentioned that. <clears throat> but our practice here is not to notice something and come back to the breath, rush back to the breath right away. It's to open the attention to whatever is going on. So if you make the habit, and we'll, we'll um, keep reminding you of this during the instructions, if you make the habit of whatever is happening, say thinking or attention or something in the body or another mental experience, and you just notice it and come back to the breath all the time, that's not uh, really being mindful of everything. It's, it's where you're choosing to be mindful of mostly the breath. So here we're going to learn how to open the attention more so that we can be mindful of all of the four foundations of mindfulness and not just the breath. We can use the breath as an anchor or as a place to come back to to stabilize the attention. But if we get into the habit of just coming back to the breath all the time, we won't really begin to understand fully what is really going on in this mind and body. We will prefer the breath to everything else. And so this is a kind of a, another unhelpful habit pattern that we can, uh, we can get caught in. So here in retreat, we're going to help you to open the attention more, to use the breath when you need to, nothing wrong with that, but to open the attention more to whatever else is going on because we're often so unaware of other things. We're often so unaware of what is this inner mental environment, this inner heart environment. And in meditation, it's not just about bearing down on the breath. It's about opening to everything. And so that's why this retreat is the equanimity and insight retreat. Equanimity is open, balanced, uh, relaxed uh, attitude towards everything that is going that is going on. So we're going to learn to open more with a balanced attitude of mind to whatever is happening. And in that way, we will gain insight into the nature of reality, 
this reality in this fathom-long body, this mind, this heart, this body, and of course in relationship to the environment, what's going on around us. So um, in the next few days, we'll be really keeping an eye on, can we keep the attention open? Can we keep a balanced attitude towards what's going on? Can we keep a gentle attitude, compassionate attitude? So all of these things are going to be part of our practice here this weekend and this week. Yes? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> the walking meditation, finding it difficult. And this is something that everybody experiences. Although some people find walking more helpful in mindfulness. And if you get into the walking practice, you might find that so. At the end of the next sitting, Steve is going to give more thorough walking instructions. Um, but for now, bring the same kind of attitude to your walking that you can in the sitting, keeping it relaxed. So not trying to see or trying to notice, but keeping your attention more open and receptive to what's happening. And if you keep your uh, attention more open and less trying to concentrate on something, it'll just be more enjoyable to, to do the walking practice. So I, I might give some more tips on that before you part, just to help you with the next period of walking. Anything else about your practice now? Yes? You keep falling asleep. You keep falling asleep. How many other people here? had sleepiness. <laughs> okay, you're not alone. So that's why I mentioned the sleepiness in, in, during the sitting. It's okay to stand up. I noticed one person standing up, which was great, gives you all permission to stand up. If you stand up, you're more likely to stay awake <laughs> because you won't want to fall down. Um, and wake everybody else up you know, <laughs> around you. <laughs> so stand up, keep your eyes open when you're standing up, um, and that, that will help. And don't stand up on your, on your zabutan. Stand up on the floor, because it's more stable. Keep your eyes open, and when your eyes are open, you can, just, you can notice seeing, seeing with soft gaze. So that, that will kind of be your, your more primary anchor then. You can come back to your breath, too, if that's predominant. And when you're standing, you're, you're keeping an eye on seeing. This is your primary anchor predominantly. Or it could be the sense of the whole body standing there and sensations in the body. And then, of course, as with sitting, when any other thing comes into view, other sensations in the body, the thinking mind, you notice that too. And whenever you need to gently come back to seeing or standing, as a way to stabilize the attention, you can do that. So standing, opening the eyes, um, pulling the earlobes. The Buddha had long earlobes. I wonder what that meant, you know, in his many lifetimes. So those things will help. And uh, the day after tomorrow, 
Steve uh, will talk about the hindrances um, to, to our practice, which, you know, be careful not to take any of the instruction or what we offer as, um, you know, blame or that, you know, you're bad yogis. <laughs> it's all to help you to be more aware of what's going on. Um, that's why we offer uh, a very clear sense of what the container of the retreat is. So usually people find knowing that is really helpful to know what, that we're all on the same page and that we, we can keep a sense of inner safety as we do our practice. So we're not meaning to be strict and all of that, but just meaning to be clear about what's going on here so that it's easier for you to do the practice. When I've gone into a retreat and it's kind of loose and not so clear, I don't know what to do, I feel held back, and I feel unclear within myself. So we offer what we offer in order to be clear and so you know what's going on. And whatever you don't feel, whatever you feel is overwhelming for you, again, the reminder to just put it aside or just see one of us and we can help you to handle it with more balance. So anything else about your practice? So a little bit about the walking. Um, In this next period of the walking practice, you may want to just, some of you may just need the time to keep uh, getting settled in your room or whatever you need to know your way around here. And as you do that, keep a general sense of mindfulness around you. Just feeling a sense of Uh, your body moving through space, any place in your body that feels like it's, you can pay more attention to as you're walking from here to there, say the sole of your foot on the ground, sometimes just grounding your attention as you're walking here and there by paying attention to the sensation of the sole of your foot as it hits the ground, and then opening the attention to the whole body, just going back and forth in that as you go from here to there. When you get to a walking place, um, just paying attention to what it feels like for the body to move at a regular to slower space, a pace in, in your walking from one uh, place of the room to the other, in the walking area here behind us, or downstairs, or wherever you find outside just picking a place where you can go back and forth, say 15 to 20 steps, something like that. And just get a feel for your body being here. I think that's the best way to handle the next walking period. So um, being careful to have that balance so you're not too stiff even in your walking and you're not too loose either. Just find find a way where you can feel relaxed and clear in your practice, sitting and walking. And I think that keeping that balance um, throughout the retreat, uh, asking yourself, can I be relaxed yet clear throughout the retreat, this will help you keep an eye on that equanimity, that relaxed, clear balance that we want to develop. So of course, we learn this here in retreat, and then we can bring it home to where 
we really need to have uh, more balance for all of us, even for us who have meditated a lot. We can always uh, benefit from having more balance in our lives. And non-reactivity, which is the opposite of equanimity. So, um, see you here at the, at the next sitting. Is it? Okay. So, the weekend people, um, there'll be some group interviews today with me. Uh, they will be at 1045, not this sitting, not this walking, but the next walking. And with Steve, there'll be an, a group interview with the weekenders. Uh, in the afternoon. So please notice on the board where and when that uh, will be for you. Okay? So have a lovely time and enjoy the beautiful sunshine. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.